Welcome back. Joining me for a look at the equity scene is Richard Court from Argon Asset Management. Richard, lovely to have you on with us today. Now, traders are awaiting that all-important speech from Fed Chair Jerome Powell. He's scheduled to speak at the Jackson Hole Symposium today and will probably give us hints on monetary policy moving forward. What will you be looking out for um, in his speech? Oh, firstly, uh, good afternoon. Thanks for having me on your show, Tyler. Um, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, the the Jackson Hole Symposium is a is a way for central bankers to communicate monetary policy direction to the markets. Um, I think so. Normally, it's very well followed. I think more so this year than uh, than previously, based on what happened last year, where Jerome Powell almost surprised the market a bit with a very hawkish message at that point in time. Um, at the moment now, the expectation, um, well, the expectation is for his message to be a bit more dovish to sort of indicate either that the rate hiking cycle is is nearing an end or has even ended. So it's uh, that's what we will sort of be keeping an eye out for. So just sort of get a sense as to as to where interest rates are heading in the US at the moment. Let's talk about um, the monetary policy the, the monetary policy, policy within the U.S. Now, fighting sticky inflation seems to be proving tough, even though it's gone down. The labor market, however, is still quite strong, and that U.S. consumer remains resilient. So are we sure we've seen enough tightening? Oh, well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to start saying exactly what to, that that the timing has come to an end. I don't want to start making forecasts mm-hmm. or predictions, but you're absolutely right about the, the labor market in the U.S. and um, the, the, the economics still seem to be relatively strong. Inflation has come down in the U.S., but it's not quite where the Fed wants it to be. And these are sort of uh, um, parts of the narrative that makes one think that maybe we're not seeing any more uh, interest rate hikes, um, but maybe it's too soon to see uh, interest rate cuts just yet, given that inflation hasn't quite gotten under control, even though it has declined from the highs of about a year ago. All right, let's move over to some company results. Now, the big one this week was from NVIDIA. Those numbers were brilliant. Sales doubled yeah. and the share price hit an all-time high. Just walk us through the factors that have boosted those earnings. So NVIDIA, for, for those who are not familiar with it, I mean, they are the leading producer of graphics processing units, which, or GPUs, which is uh, basically for for the IT layman such as myself, it is a the engine of the computer that allows for high high processing computing. Now, this is basically the, the the infrastructure that allows artificial intelligence to take place. It needs a large amount of, of um, computing power that uh, these GPUs sort of provide. So, what we've seen, or what Nvidia is sort of riding the wave of, is uh, this adoption by various industries um, of artificial intelligence and technologies. So it really has driven demand for their services. So that uh, that that growth in the revenue, you're right, year on year has grown by like over 100 percent. But even more impressively, it's grown by almost 90 percent quarter on quarter. So that's from the previous quarter, not the no, not the prior corresponding mm-hmm. quarter. It is an amazing amount of growth. Um, and and um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought there for a second. But all of that is based on these data center, um, the data center segment for Nvidia. So they provide like the artificial intelligence backbone for other companies to run off of. Um, 
All right. Now, let's. I want your overall sentiment on U.S. tech stocks, especially as they're all kind of betting on the AI boom. Are you bullish? Yes. Excuse me? I was asking if you're bullish. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people are very bullish. So like, so just keeping it on NVIDIA because that is the sort of bellwether for the AI theme, um, given that the, they're the sort of the forerunner of the of, of producing these GPUs. Um, the the market rating is, 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 is incredibly high. Yes, they've had a very good performance, but um, like, for example, the rating, the enterprise value to sales ratio is 40 times which is uh, an incredibly high number. And basically what this is implying is that there is a lot of positive um, sentiments already discounted into the share price. So for the company to justify the share price, a lot of things really have to go right for it. Um, so while it is one to really keep an eye on and it's, and it's exciting to see where our society is going in terms of AI, um, in terms of bullishness from the share price, I'm, I'm a bit more circumspect um, I'd rather it's, it's it's difficult to see how one outperforms uh, buying Nvidia at, at these levels. Let's get into some local company results now. In the mining sector, Northern Platinum has given shareholders a reason to smile, declaring its maiden dividend. Now, this is despite declining profits. Surely, they've been impacted by those declining or downbeat um, PGM prices, right? They have, but I mean, they have been a relatively better performer in, in the sector. Uh, they did announce that their production volumes up 13% year on year, which is better than their peers. Um, I think what has allowed them to um, pay that dividend, which was well communicated to the market, the market wasn't too surprised by the dividend being announced. Um, but it's because they they have tended their shares for the shares, their Royal Buffett King Platinum shares, they tended to Impala Platinum which they're in exchange, they received cash and Impala Platinum shares, which they announced that they're disposed of. So their balance sheet is looking really strong at the moment, which sort of supported the payment of the dividend. But the positive surprise was the announcement of the share buybacks on top of the dividend. Mm -hmm. So that's why this morning you saw, I think the share price um, opened up five and a half percent higher than, than yesterday's close. So yes, a very, a very um, a positive news for shareholders. Grinrod, in the meantime, has delivered double-digit profit growth on the back of strong demand. Just walk us through those numbers. Uh, sorry, I didn't catch that. All right. So Grinrod, in the meantime, has yes, it's delivered double-digit profits, benefiting from strong demand. What have you made of those numbers? So, yeah, very interesting. So um, Grinrod's one of the companies, I think, that has managed to benefit well, Benefit, benefit from the the struggles that Transnet has um, has been suffering from in terms of moving freight um, across the country. Uh, so you can see in Grinrod's port operations, volumes are up by a very significant amount of like thirty percent up, and then volumes through the Mozambique um, terminals also up seventeen percent, which is those are very significant volume number increases year on year. Um, so it's it's a company that has benefited from. A, a, a state-owned entity maybe is struggling or not performing as it should. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that, the fact that um, over the course of the last six months uh, to last 18 months, the high commodity prices has sort of enabled um, producers of, uh, of commodities such as coal to actually move those products via trucks as opposed to via rail, um, which has benefited um, Grinrod's uh, port operations. So it's easier to like truck, uh, truck call through Maputo as opposed to rail it down to Durban or Richard's Bay.
All right. Let's get into your stock pick before I let you go. All right. So the stock pick for today, um, it's uh, probably a, maybe a bit of a controversial one, but we're going with multi-choice. Um, the reason for that is that there's not much one can say positively about multi-choice it's in the midst of a bit of a storm at the moment. Um, you've got you've got challenges in its Nigerian operations through the um, liberalization of the currency and also our concerns around dollar liquidity in Nigeria. You've got a South African consumer that is constrained and also struggling with uh, load shedding. You've, uh, they've also announced that they are making further investments into their Showmax venture or their joint venture with Comcast, which means that there's going to be additional capital outlays. And they also have to take a very significant impairment on their betting, um, or their, their stake in their betting enterprise called BetKings. So maybe that begs the question, why is this the stock pick? Mm -hmm. Well, the share price has fallen from like 145 Rand in March this year to currently around about 80 Rand or even maybe a little bit lower. Um, and just it's, it's our view that uh, the market is overly looking or overly focusing on short-term earnings um, and, the, and the fact that it also had to spend the dividend to fund the investment in Showmax. But I do think like a few years um, further out, and so this is a long-term investment view, that I think there's a, there's a, there are businesses within the multi-choice group that uh, are worth far more than what the market is currently assigning to them. So that would be our stock pick for the day. So I guess we're buying the dip when it comes to multi-choice. Thank you so much for joining us today. That was Richard Court from Argon Asset Management.